money. Let's talk money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Obviously, this is all about money. Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. (laughs) With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money. With Dave and Reb. From more than enough, real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I think I'm ready to talk money. Uh oh. <laughs> Reb thinks you said ready to talk money, which means it's let's talk money with Dave and Ray. There who we have as our special guest. I actually had that thought this morning. What happens if I wouldn't show up? What would that show look like? Well, it would. It, we're not even going there. I think there's only been one show in all of the podcast, maybe two shows, and Ray and Rebecca. It was, yeah, you, you, you were here. Them. You yes, were here. Was that was the one. Yeah, that's Right? Yeah. That's when I wrote my book. Well, we are so glad that you've joined us and you're listening in or you're watching on YouTube or you've downloaded it off your favorite podcasting platform. Today's show, we have Ray Borg with us from Financial Discipleship Canada and Financial Discipleship Canada is the sponsor of today's show. So, we get to thank you, Ray, in person. Uh, and of course, the the podcast is hosted on their website at notmine.ca. So, lots of ways to listen into the show and where we want to jump right in because i'm actually pretty excited we were talking a little bit before we came on air and we were like we got to stop and we got to get get this recorded because it's a already a, a great conversation so welcome to the show again ray I'm we're glad we're, to be here thank yeah. you he he gets to follow along my convoluted show notes today <laughs> <laughs> because if you listen to the last show i talked a lot so i'm not talking today that's yeah. what i <laughs> I'll believe that when I see it. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, but yeah. we were we were digging into the some of the thoughts about joy, about mm-hmm. as we follow Christ, as we do his uh follow his way in mm-hmm. kingdom purposes and practices practically in relationship. Um we we would like to think that we were people of joy. That some of the things that we do, uh, the fruit of that is joy. Sometimes mm-hmm. we were talking before the show, sometimes when we're um, doing what God's asked in obedience, we don't necessarily see the fruit of that out there mm-hmm. um, like we would like to maybe. But the fruit in itself within us can be joy. And so- sometimes we, we, you know, stewardship gets to be like, oh, man, I got to be this steward thing. And, and it, there is, again, sometimes there's not a lot of joy in that thought, but there is. So, because last time we talked about the biggest thing was shifting mindsets. Mm-hmm. I had sent a few, you guys probably know this. I create show notes so that the guests or Dave and I can follow along with some kind of plan, even though we never, we never, them. we, yeah. that's not totally true, but <laughs> kind of true. Anyway, I usually so, read the first line. So I'm being the, honest. I usually read the first line and then we just go. This is there. not helpful for me. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. So, so the last time we wanted to talk about this joy factor and what it is to change your mindset, because Romans 12 verse two says, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by renewing of your mind so that you will know the good and pleasing. You will may, you may be able to test and approve the good, perfect and pleasing will of God in your Mm -hmm. life. So we had 
concluded, at least at the end of that show, I think that there was joy in this and that shifted mindsets are so important um, from what we call in coaching limiting beliefs, Mm -hmm. things that limit our understanding, keep us bound, not able to go forward. So sometimes what we think keeps us from moving forward in the kingdom of God for what God has planned for us. Mm -hmm. So we talked about that last time. And then we also looked at, Ray had given us a couple of points, how living in the kingdom way, when we do that, um, because there was a bigger question about how does the kingdom come to our finances? So we started digging in a little bit before we got to the financial part, we started thinking, okay, shifted mindsets. And as we do that, then it's going to overflow. It will, Mm -hmm. there will be some kind of fruit in our families, in our communities, because we're changing. And we w- I would hope that if I was changing or Dave was changing or we were doing it together, our kids would notice. There would be mm-hmm. a shift in it. And then we also talked about that, um, okay, so then what happens next? Well, as this overflow of shifted mindset flows into our families, our communities, it comes out into seed planting. Mm-hmm. And that Of course, we're going to talk about, we always hear this, and Ray, you're going to define it for me, because in the Christian (laughs) community, okay, I hear this in certain circles all the time. We're just going to sow the seed. Well, like, what on earth does that mean? So, you think about that for a minute while I read these verses, because sometimes we use these terms and we don't define them well, and then we get looked at with these quizzical looks by people who don't. Mm -hmm. understand biblical language, right? So, we want to kind of define that. Um, But Luke 8 has the parable of the sowing the seed. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm could i not going to take time to read the whole thing and all of its explanation. I do find it interesting that in verse 9 and 10, he says, Jesus says to his disciples, what does this parable mean? And he says, to you, it's been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest, it's given in parables. And I'm like, okay, which one, which lot do I fall in? <laughs> do I understand the mysteries? Because I just said to Ray and Dave, sometimes I feel like I can't get a handle on what is the kingdom. Like, it's defined so many ways by by Jesus, especially. And it's so beautiful. But I'm almost thinking it is a mystery. And we're not supposed to always have a handle on what it looks like or means. But we're going to dig into that a little bit more. But I... um. One of the things about this passage is is the um, the seed that's been given and how it's been sown and where it falls. So when we're kids, we learn it, it falls on rocky ground, on thorny ground. Um, it falls in good soil, and then it grows up and bears fruit. Um, the one that fell on the good ground in verse 15 says, are those who having heard the word with a noble good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. But I'm, he's talking about those who hear the word, right? Hear the gospel message, the kingdom message. But I'm thinking also in terms of, well, when we plant seed or sow seed or throw the seed, where are we throwing it? But first we have to decide what is sowing seed? Like, so I'm looking at Ray okay. because... Rainy. I was just going to say, is this, a, is this the right question? Yes. Okay. So, what is, you know, we're sowing seed. What does that mean? Well, I think for me, part of it is, um, you know, the truth that we speak into people's lives that plants a seed because that could be a revelation to them. Um, I think the seed, um, 
often expressed in this context is if if we are taking money Mm -hmm. and we are um, giving to a ministry or an individual or church, um, that we're believing God that that is sowing seed, that we're giving it and releasing it, Mm -hmm. and that it would produce something. So, when you are giving to a ministry, you're believing that it will continue to do the work of the ministry, impacting other people's lives. So, So, there is… So, you're putting… So, you literally, like if we had a picture of that, you're putting, let's say, your $10 in, even at… It can be as… Doesn't matter how much it is. You're sewing, sewing. You're putting that into the ministry, and that ten dollars is just going to bear fruit in the lives of, of hopefully, in other people. Yeah. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Either in receiving the message yes. of Christ, or in encouraging, or ha- whatever the ministry part is, feeding the poor. Mm-hmm. That that's what you mean yes. by that. Because right. often I think we hear that, or I hear it as 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 Christian language. You know, I, I just you know I'm going to sow into that. Well, you know that's wonderful, but what does that mean? Does it actually mean you're going to take a, a needle and thread? Because as a craft different person, sew. it's a different, different sew. sew. Yes. Just, yeah. Where yeah. it's yeah. like putting in, it's like putting seed in dirt. Yes. Yeah. I mean, when, you know, reading that parable, there's a, a couple thing that jumped out to me was this number one. And, and Ray, you mentioned that on the way in, you know, that the seed, the source of the seed is, is the Lord. And so again, when Jesus says, he says, the seed is the word. And so right away, this connection between as we steward resources, we are stewarding the word. So the Lord gives us the word. And then there's the basically these four choices of how we are going to sow the seed, right? And and when Jesus says, he says, the word comes into our hearts, so the soil is our hearts. And and then what is the condition of our heart? And so talking about this mindset shift of saying, you know, where is our heart? Um, because when the Lord speaks a word and when th- that word might be give your $10 mm-hmm. to this ministry, and we now participate with the word of God to steward that well, to go, okay, do I? Don't I? Do I do it with joy and excitement? Do I do it with uh, begrudgingly? Like, you know, again, this is kind of as that word lands, there's this sense of obedience. There's this sense of stewardship. There's a sense of it's not mine. The word came from the Lord. The seed came from the Lord. And then we, we get to sow it into, first of all, our own hearts, right? But then we get to participate with God to see it multiplied out in the world around us to produce a fruit, whatever that mm-hmm. may look right. like, right? Yep. So, but so, I think, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I think the um, part is, is, you know, when you get the seed, you land it, it lands in your heart. But what do you do with it in your heart? I mean, because sometimes we, We'll get an aha moment and then life takes over and we move on with other things and we get busy and we forget about it. And is do we take the time actually to allow uh, yourself to unpack that or gain better understanding? What does that really mean? Ask a few questions about, well, what was that? And then give some sense and context to it that actually might mean a mind shift. Mm-hmm. It might mean your actions change in how you steward your finances. And it's interesting because in verse um, verse 14, it says here that it, the seed fell among thorns, but then it would, got choked out by the cares, riches, mm-hmm. and pleasures of life mm-hmm. and brought no fruit to maturity. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. Which is really interesting because, you know, if you think about their cares, riches, and pleasures, so it's, you know, your anxieties and fears or sense of pride or those kind of things can all rob you from… Less of the flesh, less of the eyes, and the pride, pride of, of life, life came that's right, right to yeah. my yeah. mind. Yes, uh, that's right. And so then, it, it's interesting how I put it, it brings no fruit mm. to maturity mm. in your life and the outworking of it in impacting others. Right. So… So this even actually goes back even even before the um, conversation we had last time. It's actually how are we receiving the seed mm-hmm. in our life, and are we allowing the seed uh, to um, come to maturity with Christ? Like, like, and practically, what does that mean? That means we, you know, if if anyone's listening, let's say, mm-hmm. let's say you've heard the word that God owns it all, but you've never believed it. Well, you can either dismiss it, you can let it sit there a while and, you know, get mad about it because sometimes our reaction to truth is like, well, mm-hmm. at least I will say yeah. sometimes the my global rea- we, but the global, I know this happened okay. last time too. I have to, mm-hmm. like for me, I sometimes get angry, like, beca- and then when I get angry, I know that there's something up <laughs> because <laughs> I'm reacting so strongly to it. <laughs> so then you have to say, well, why am I reacting so strongly mm-hmm, right. to this? Yeah. And and then and then say and bringing it to the Lord because the Lord wants to bring it to us for freedom's sake, not to shame us or keep us bound in the the pit. He wants to bring the truth to us to free us. So so even before we have the mindset set shift, we have to see how are we actually receiving the truth and are we actually going to look for the truth? Because in finances, often people just want like, can you just write me a check to make it all go away and it'll all be better instead of looking at Instead of me looking at my reasons for why I'm doing what I'm doing or taking it to the Lord. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, using that, I mean, money doesn't make it all better, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, shoot, look Are at that. Are you the, sure? Yes. I'm my sure. mother always said. But it helps. M- money isn't the only thing, but it sure helps. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's some wisdom there. But, yeah. but, but I, I, my mother said very few uh, things, but that one I remember. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and of course, how we do that. But I mean, look at the statistics around winning lotteries, yeah, right? And going, right. okay, so, you know, you've got all the money that you need. And how many times haven't we heard that story from people that do have all of the money that they need and, and there's still no joy or satisfaction or there's something missing and, and you're going, okay, so, you know, that's just one of those things that, that we kind of see. And, and I think Jesus talks about that now as saying, Okay, there. When the word of God gets planted in our heart and it intersects with the, the sharing of our resources, whether that's money or time or talent or opportunity, like sharing those resources is part of how the kingdom of God mm-hmm. works, right? And and again, when we read through the Gospels and we see Jesus, you know. The feeding of the 5,000, we got five loaves and fish and seven loaves and, and fish. And, and what happens? The seed, they eat, there's much, there's leftovers for the disciples, right? Like, you know, like all of that happens. That's the kingdom of God going, this is how it works, right? And and I think this, this um, Jesus teaching in Luke 8 is exactly breaking that down again, saying the kingdom of God is about responding to the word of God, the truth of God, 
the seed of God and then saying, what do we do with this? And the wisdom of God, again, it falls in our heart as a good place as with good soil and the wisdom of God. Then we listen for his voice, say, okay, we're going to sow it here. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, I, I was, uh, you asked us about a story. Should I share a story? Yeah, but can more? I just, I just want to pause for a minute because mm-hmm. I, I do want you to talk about the 10 second rule mm-hmm. because that's actually a really, it, it doesn't directly speak to taking the word and doing something with it in the next 10 seconds, but it's the practical things that you sense God's asking you to do that you do in the next mm-hmm. 10 seconds. So, but before you say that, I have to repeat what you just said. Okay. The kingdom of God is responding to the truth of God, the word of God, the seed of God, and what do we do with this? And and our response is, what do we do with this? Mm-hmm. I just, that's really, I wrote it down because mm-hmm. sometimes you say really profound things that strike me. I'm like, Wow. And then responding to that word, that seed, that truth of God. And what is the response? Because every time it's different, right? So, And I think the parable speaks to, and you mentioned that, Ray, like what are the things that choke out that? Well, the the fear, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and and, uh, I I don't remember what the three of them were in in terms of how Jesus describes them in the parable, but, you know, the... The um, well, help me out. Yeah, the cares and the riches and the pleasures of life. Right. So you know the cares of this world and and going, you know that that chokes it all out, right? Or uh, again, as pride or self centeredness chokes out what we do uh, with with the word, right? And and this I'll. I'll, I'll, I'll transition from that into Claire de Graff uh, wrote a, a really short book. So, for you guys that are listening, probably a half an hour read if you read it slow with your finger kind of doing this. So, <laughs> one of those great books for me. Uh, and and he, it's called The 10-Second Rule. And essentially, the, the premise of the book is, is that just do the thing that you think Jesus would do. And do it in the next 10 seconds. Like, that's the premise of the book. And then he, he goes in and shares some stories, which are really encouraging. And, and I think this is a little bit what we're talking about today, about receiving the seed and it being in good soil and then asking some questions of the Lord and then going, okay, now I have to Or when you've received the word, often the sh- thing shows up. <laughs> like the opportunity. I don't know if listeners are connecting with this. I'm sure you are. The, the thing just happens and you're like... Like, I really need to do something here. And then you want to actually, in your old self, in your old mindset, say, I'm not doing that mm. because this is really uncomfortable. And yeah, yeah. but and then sometimes people will come and tell me the story. And maybe you've had people say this to you. You know what? I really felt the Lord say, and then it drops. Mm. Nothing is done. And as I think, as we cultivate God's truth in us daily, as we go to him and go to his word, we're going to be more able to do the thing in the next 10 seconds because it, we're going to get trained by it. And when some, an opportunity comes, like you're going to tell us about. Well, I was just saying the practical thing. If we think of the things that choke out the word of God, right? You know, Claire says this in the book. We think too much, right? <laughs> like we just got to let it land in our heart. And and again, if we're cultivating our heart, it to be a place to receive the word of God. 
then when it hits our heart, don't think too much, right? Like just, okay, would Jesus do this? Yes. Okay. I think so. Then let's go do that and take the next step and what it is. And, and, you know, the story I thought of with that, and, and I've practiced this on and off probably in the last 10 or 10 years or so since I read the book. And, and one of the circumstances that, that uh, I was driving to work one morning and I'm driving down just this little back road that I take to work and, and there's a lady and I didn't know it was a lady at the time, but there's a car on the side of the road with kind of two wheels off of the edge of the snow and, and it's winter and, and two wheels on the road. So not quite off the road, not quite. And, and again, right away, you know, my I see it, it's kind of in the way, and I think, oh, that person is looks like they're a little bit stuck. They probably pulled over to to, you know, call in their cell phone or something like that. I don't know why they pull over, but like all these thoughts go through your mind in like half Seconds. a second, right? Yes. And then the thought right after that is, well, you should just stop and see if you can help. Mm-hmm. And you know, I intentionally, I even now can think about it going like there was a tension there. I'm on my way to work. It's, you know, there's like, you know, it's winter, it's cold. I'm not really dressed to push somebody out of, you know, like I got my, my work clothes on, but I'm like, okay, pull over. And, and it was really quite literally that those thoughts went through my head and then I went, okay, well, I'm pulling over. So I pulled over and I found myself pulled over and getting out of the car kind of before I really processed all of those thoughts, walked up to the window, it was a lady, she was on the phone, calling her husband, a little bit upset. And she's like, yeah, I just pulled over and, and the wheels dropped off the side. And I said, well, you know, to be honest, I don't think you're in that far. And she's like, oh, well, the tow truck's going to come. They're going to be about 45 minutes. And I said, well, if you don't mind, can I just jump in and try and back out the way you came? Because I think it'll just pop right out. And she's like, well, okay. She hops out. I hop in. And literally, I just backed the car right out the same track that she went in. And she's on the road, pops out. You know, she says, thank you. I say, thank you. We both move on. And I feel great, by the way. You talk about joy being, uh, you know. You're obedient. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, you know, you're driving back to work and you're kind of analyzing a little bit and saying, thank you, Lord, that, you know, that was a prompt from him. It worked out. There was some joy. I, I felt like good about going to work and helped. And, and so, you know, work goes on. At the end of the day, my kids are going to dance and they're driving our vehicle. And wouldn't you know, the exact same thing happens, although they're the ones who have now driven off the edge of the road and are stuck just two wheels on the road, two wheels off the road. But you have to understand they were driving the whale, which yes. if anyone knows this was a big blue, <laughs> big blue travel van. Yeah. And the yeah, <laughs> the and it was brutal on this back road to drive there. And in the snow, you don't know where the edge of the road is mm-hmm. on a but anyway, it was very interesting. So not just anybody could pull them out. No, I was I mean, in fact, I was just gonna say, so they were at a place where somebody had actually there would stop and they had a rope and they're trying to pull it out and it was not working. So it did not go as well as me in the, in the morning, but you can see where the connection was. And, and literally the, the uh, Mercedes is the one driving and the guy who was helping her get her out says, we just need a bigger vehicle to pull you out. Like you're not in that far, but we just need a bigger vehicle. And they look down the road and there's one of these great big propane, like, <laughs> transport trucks 
coming down the road and a he has road. to okay. stop. He and has a back to stop. Road. Yeah. Is it like the timing was impeccable? And of course he was probably not allowed even to do that. Oh, yes, that's but, right. Yes. But he did. And but he had to stop because there was, you know, this car on the road and the van off the side of the road. And so, you know, he basically just says, well, hook the, the rope to the, the front of the bumper. And they just literally popped her right out. And in five minutes, she's out. And, you know, of course, we hear this story afterwards. And, and you know, the kids get home and they tell us the big story. And I'm just killing myself laughing. And I'm not sure there's a, a spiritual connection or analogy to make but it was pretty obvious that me stopping in the morning and the in a sense the joy was reward enough for me stopping in the morning but i don't know what happens in the heavenlies that that uh, my kids actually were cared for by total strangers uh, yeah. in the evening in exactly the same way that I'd help the total stranger in the morning. So, I mean, again, I'm not going to make a theology about it, except to say that praise the Lord, I can give God the glory for, you know, his work and in both my own heart in the morning and in the practical rescue of the kids in, in the evening. Have you, have you ever seen that the seed that you've planted or the things that you're learning come out in a, in a place of joy? Like we have a couple minutes left, Ray, but. Um, I don't know if you have a story to share. Well, um, you know, the one story, and I think I was sharing this earlier, just um, that sense of um, the Lord prompting me in a lean season to actually sow into the lives of a ministry and their staff, and they were young, and um, going to a Christmas party and putting money for each one in an envelope, um, but not giving it to them directly, but actually putting it into the Christmas tree at the time, um, just with their name on them, and not having that moment of saying it was from us, just an anonymous gift to just bless them, to sow into life, to say, you know what, God's provision, it was there. And the sense of satisfaction and joy sowing sowing seed into their lives and their ministry and you know most of these were just out of high school and it was just an opportunity to say you know what god's got this and mm -hmm. and he sees you and like sees those kinds of gifts are like oh man god sees god sees you and he uses us to yeah. bring to bring that message to people so like I mean, to kind of summarize, mm -hmm. seed seed is God's word and it's his truth in our own life. And how are we receiving that? But then how are we taking that and responding in the next 10 seconds or responding um, by sowing that seed of truth, sometimes practically like financial mm -hmm. or your muscles? Um, I That's a story always reminds me when I was a little girl that I'm and I'll end with this. My dad taught me something about helping neighbors because we were in a snowstorm in Niagara and I thought he was Superman. I literally came home and told my mom, he's Superman because he lifted a car out of the ditch. It was a little car. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't Superman, but I'm like, oh, you, Superman for you. oh, you stop for neighbors. And I tell you, that was a seed he deposited in me. And it's a good seed. And, you know, as we wrap up, uh, Reb, you're going to obviously pray. But, you know, <laughs> as we do that, we get to praise the Lord for the fruit, right? It is all about displaying the goodness of God, uh, as Romans 12 says, knowing what is good, pleasing, and perfect will is. Lord, help us be that light shining um, on the hill that... Um, 
people will see our good works and glorify you who is in heaven. Mm -hmm. Thanks for our time together and for Ray and Dave and myself and the privilege it is to, um, to be together and talk about these great things that you've given us. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank you, Ray, for sowing some seed from Financial Discipleship Canada into Let's That's Talk right. Money with David yes. Rev. We so appreciate that. And, and thank you for listening and joining us on YouTube and Spotify and iTunes. And again, if you're listening on a podcast, uh, feel free to rate, feel free to, to like us. And if you're listening on YouTube, follow and uh, for sure comment on the shows. We love the comments and uh, join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.